Disclaimer. The Reached Podcast is a no-judgment zone, a safe place to discuss personal experiences or situations you've overcome or still dealing with, as well as strengthen your spiritual journey into Christ and grow into the best version of you physically, emotionally, and mentally. The conversations will be more than surface level and may cause an emotional response. So remember, this space is for the truth, growth, and compassion to become the healed and best version of ourselves. Now, let's hop into today's episode. Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout. For the month of June, I have decided to introduce to you guys another series called My Testimony. And last week, y'all, I spoke a lot about my identity because that was something I really struggled with in my whole testimony type of ordeal. And now we are in part two of the My Testimony series of the four-parter. And I'm super duper, uber ecstatic because I am not alone, okay, you guys? I am not alone. I have a guest with me today and we're going to discuss, well, really she, cause she's about to have the floor. Oh, see, I already told y'all a little hint, but she's about to have the floor in discussing her testimony into discipleship. In other words, being a follower in Christ. So while I'm giving y'all her intro, go ahead and grab your beverage of choice, snacks and a notepad, or you can go to the note section on your phone while I give today's introduction. So without further ado, today I am accompanied by a college student and she is an experienced youth and dance leader. She also has a big passion for music, dancing, fashion, and spreading the love of Jesus Christ. So I want y'all to clap it up, ladies and gentlemen, for our special guest today, Daniela Ponce. How are you doing, ma'am? Thank you for that introduction, Lydia. I am happy to be here at the Reached Podcast. It's definitely a privilege. I'm excited. I'm excited to share my testimony, my story, and I just hope it can touch someone's heart out there. I really believe that it is. And honestly, me speaking about my testimony, it blessed me. And I also been receiving inboxes about how it's been blessing other people. So, you know, it's about to be a big shift in the atmosphere. Again, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. So here at The Reached Hangout, we like our listeners to get comfortable and feel safe about telling the truth. And that is why I pretty much say grab your beverage of choice, a snack, get your notepad, because we're going to take some notes today from the discussion to better ourselves, not only in the now, but for future reference. So personally for me, I always have a water bottle, some sort of beverage, but it's mainly water because I don't like making noises in my microphone. And if you drink soda, you get kind of like burpy and that acid reflux and all that other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's not me. That's not me. (laughs) But (laughs) enough about me. I'm like, that's not me. But enough about me. Do you have a beverage of choice with you today? Yes, I got my water. 
to stay hydrated. Yes, um, ma'am. But before we start, I would love for you to share of how this came to be, how you invited me and how honestly it's been in God's hands. So I just would love for you to share that story. I guess. <laughs> I guess we can give, since it is my testimony, we can give our listeners a little bit of tea. Yes. So, well, actually, I'm going to go a little bit further back. Just a little bit. Not y'all. I'm not going to be like in 2019, but mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> so last year you invited me to this hangout or whatever. I did a vlog on it on my YouTube channel plug Lydia's mm-hmm. Chronicles if y'all haven't checked it out. And um, it was like this picnic ordeal. And I did an episode on my podcast about finding community because a couple other people that I, that God has allowed in my life for me to connect with. And God was revealing to me in the season. He was like, I want you to do a my testimony series. And I'm like, well, God, I don't really know who to bring on and all this other stuff. But you kept coming to my mind. Now, not a lot of people know this. We stay in contact, but we don't be physically with each other 24-7 all the time. So... I was like, well, God, I don't really see her lady. And I don't want to just shoot her a random text like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? So I said to God, I prayed about it and I was fasting about it. And I was like, God, if it's meant for her to be on my podcast, okay, you're going to figure it out. It's not like me being disobedient and telling God no, but I'm like, God, you're going to have to make an avenue for this to happen because honestly, I just don't want to send her a random text. So during this time was when me, my sister and my other friend and my mom, yeah, it was a total four of us. And we went to the It Is Time tour in Orlando. I needed a Bible study journal. If anybody's been keeping up with me on my socials, I've been talking about I need another Bible study journal. And my friend, she was like, we should go into Michael's. And I was like, "Mm, I don't got no problem with Michael's. I love Michael's. I just felt like I wouldn't find what I was looking for. But I was like, I guess, I guess, whatever, whatever. We'll go in here and see. And I did not find what I was looking for, like I thought. But that's besides (laughs) the And (laughs) yes, girl. And I bumped into you. And I was like, God, shut up. Now, previously, not telling God to shut up. But now, previously, I did see you at Walmart. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me honestly pray about it. Because after God said what he said to me, I saw you at Walmart, but I was like, but it was after the fact I already saw you. So then I was like, well, God, if you allow me to see her again, Mm -hmm. then it was like a set in stone confirmation for me. And we went, girl, when I saw you, we was up in Michael's having a revival. We was talking about God and like an hour. (laughs) But girl, that's, that's enough about my point of view. I want the listeners to get your point of view about how this all came to be. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I can talk from personal experience. God will not be afraid. Like he will not hesitate to give you those confirmations over and over again. But the thing is, is that I don't see this girl all the time at all. And so, yeah, I saw her at at Walmart and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy and everything like that. And then that day that um, she mentioned that we we found each other at Michael's, that day I had plans with another friend and we were going to go shopping. And so she canceled on me and I went with family instead. And to be completely with, like honest with you, you already know that if I'm going to go shopping, like if I would have gone shopping with that girl, we wouldn't have gone to Michael's. We would have gone to, to Burlington, to Macy's or wherever it is, right, where you get clothes and not mm-hmm. to Michael's. And so I was with my mom and we saw these really pretty plants on, you know, outside. And we were like, oh, my gosh, let's let's go to Michael's, you know, like, let's check them out. And that's where I see Lydia again. 
And so I just, I, that just shows you that God is a God of details and it's just everything can have so much intention of, you know, the girl canceling on me last minute, me going to my mom, to Michael's. And again, like this is far from, from where, at least where I live. So it's just definitely incredible and shout out to Ross anyone's looking for any cute christian journals <laughs> go to ross and affordable but you know what in all honesty that's how god works like we be mm-hmm. looking for this supernatural you know miracle signs and wonders and these shifts and all these things and it be in the facility like yes. just imagine we probably passed each other driving to this location we didn't even know mm-hmm. and god was like they won't see each other in the car so i have to put them in a pinpoint location Mm -hmm. girl so i'm pretty sure the listeners are super duper ecstatic to hop into today's discussion they like okay y'all let's get to the tea let's get to the juice (laughs) but okay i'm gonna give it to y'all not me because i already gave my tea and my juice but we're about to let you hear hers so without further ado today's episode is called my testimony again my testimony but it's not my testimony it's daniela ponce's testimony okay so let's get straight into it Alrighty, so um, I'm going to apologize to the listeners that I don't have a, a dark past or, or anything like that with my life before Jesus. You know, nothing of this scandal. No, I, you know, it's not that juicy, but every testimony is important. And I was actually born in the church, but I always say that just because you're born in the church or, or into a Christian family, that doesn't mean you come out the womb praising and knowing Jesus. So I went to church because my parents, because I had to go. I I had no other choice. I thought it was boring because I just didn't understand. Or um, I I just didn't like it, to be completely honest. And for those who know me now personally, that's very hard to believe. (laughs) But it's the truth. And when it came to a relationship with God, I always saw it as something that I would attain when I was older. So people who were in their 40s, let's say, were able to receive or that it didn't apply to me because I wasn't old enough or because I wasn't mature enough. And that is completely unbiblical because in the Bible, it says that we need to have a childlike heart, childlike faith to inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus never stopped the children to go to him. So I was completely wrong. But in that time, you know, I just saw it more as a religion aspect and rather than a relationship and that it can apply to me and and how Jesus can be in my life right now at that moment as a child, as a as a youth teen, as an adolescent, as a as an adult and as an elder. So that was my life before Jesus. That's how I saw it. But you know what? Just to piggyback off of that, when we are born into this world, we lack knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I was born in the church, too. So it's like this is something you're not really used to, regardless if you was born into the church or not born into the church. It's something that you are not used to. And especially if you're surrounded in environments that doesn't really magnify, oh, God, Jesus, 24 seven, you become conflicted, you become confused. And like I said, last podcast, you know, you struggle. Well, for me personally, I struggled a lot with identity. And I think sometimes in our walk of Christ and in our walk of faith, not religion, but our relationship with 
God, it can seem lonesome and we just forget that we're not alone and we have the support and we have the avenues. And yes, God himself allows himself to be accessible to us 24 seven, but he will also place people and situations and circumstances into our lives Mm -hmm. to not only get us through, but to give us encouragement in any area that there may be lack or for a season or just permanently. So like what you say, it doesn't have to be a dark, morbid or or drastic shift <laughs> in your life to that brought you to Christ. It's just the understanding of I knew where I was in my life and I decided to do a shift. I decided to dedicate a relationship to God versus creating these relationships in the world that weren't fulfilling to me in a sense of stripping me of who I was, not only as a child of God, but who I am in general, because a a lot of times people will tell you who you are and who you supposed to be. But like I said on my podcast, you don't know me. So don't tell me who I am and who I'm supposed to be because God knows who I am and who I'm supposed to be. So Preach. I want to start off the podcast with the first question, of course, and you kind of touched bases on it, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper. OK. Mm-hmm. And number one is this. How were you navigating life before devoting yourself to a relationship in Christ? Yeah, um, definitely. Your piggyback was amazing. It's definitely touched points that even I'm going to mention. So I am super excited to hear your thoughts as well, because this is a conversation, right? This is not just me. Uh, I am a guest. So I'm just super excited to share everything. Girl, you're SBC. Once you invited, you are a sister and brother in Christ, regardless if you saved or unsaved. We both host in this episode, okay? (laughs) Yes. And like I said before, I mean, I definitely loved God, right? Don't get me wrong. I loved God, but I didn't have that personal relationship with him. Yes, I prayed, but I prayed before I ate. Or, you know, if you were born in a Christian home, they probably taught you Psalms 4-8 before you go to bed. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord. Make me dwell in safety, which I I say it in Spanish because that's the way I was taught. For those who might be familiar with it is en paz me acostaré y así mismo me dormiré porque solo en tu Jehová me haces vivir y dormir confiado. But I, I was definitely one of those Christians that just went to God when I had problems or when I wanted something. I like to call it um, people who, who see God as a genie, mm-hmm. right? Um, and an example, right, which I love this example because it reflects on prayer life. Because before my relationship with God, like, I mean, even after I gave my life to Jesus, because this is all growth and a process. But let's say I liked a boy, right? Hypothetically speaking, his name is Joshua, right? And this is all hypothetical. Don't Girl, be saying, okay. don't be saying, ooh, I heard Daniela like this boy named Joshua. Like, and if, that's she, the and if you did, so what? This is your growth, okay? Go ahead. <laughs> right, or, or any Joshua out there be like, oh. But um, let's say I like this boy and I'd be like, God, please, please have this boy like me or have this boy notice me or to ask me out or stuff like that. But now that prayer looks differently right now it's god show me right like show me if that's the man that you have for me give me discernment show me if if that's the man that you the man of god that you have for me and if it's not give me strength to move on so that just reflects on my relationship with god of instead of just seeing him as a genie as someone who was guiding my life as someone who knew what was best for me because not everything that we want or ask for 
is good for us. And since God then, knows more than us, he's not going to always give you what you want because it might not be necessarily good for you or what's best for you. And so I was definitely a person that that just prayed to God when, you know, they had problems or I remember at church this one moment where like it, it was worship. Everyone was like seeking the presence of God and and they were so into it. And I was on my knees, Lydia. I was on my knees. And, you know, they might see like, wow, this little girl, like she's just so into the presence of God and everything like that. You know what I was praying? God, please that my uncle and aunt will do a barbecue so I can go pray with my cousin. <laughs> service <laughs> and don't I get me wrong with you yeah don't get me wrong i mean god definitely heard me god definitely you know like all of that mattered to god and and god wants to hear your desires and he wants mm-hmm. you to give your problems to him but it's it's more than that right and i completely believe that god saw me as that little girl and 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 he took my prayer seriously but but you know what like I remember one time, and we all do this. I was driving. So, God, please let me get a parking spot to the front. Yes. I do not want to drive far today, Lord. You know I'm tired. It is hot. And God will intervene. God will hear that prayer and be like, okay, I need a parking spot in the very front. And then you start like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So, like, God will answer the most minimalist prayers that we think is so tedious and don't deserve any answer to. And God will just answer those prayers just to show us that he's listening like he's like in so many words I hear you so I'm going to do this for you because you're my child and I love you it's an it's definitely an act of faith especially when it comes to to things so specific but we serve a God of detail Mm-hmm. We serve a God of detail, a God of specifics. And so he will show you his faithfulness and his glory and how he can work in every single area, whether that's hoping with the death of a family member or desiring a child or desiring a job to Lord, I'm hungry. Please provide some food <laughs> or please that they open the McDonald's. Right. Or something like that. But I gave my life to Jesus around 12, 13 years old. How did you how were you able to navigate yourself in in the world at such a young age and being introduced not only to what your parents want you to be introduced in the church, but you're also being introduced to a lot of stuff in the classroom, just television. And I mean, social media wasn't really a big thing when I was growing up Mm -hmm. until like later in life. But, you know, what did you spend your days focusing on before you got saved? Like, what was your focus on? Okay, yes, I'm saved, but I'm still young. And what was that young mindset more on versus Christian? I was just, well, to be completely honest with you, I was just living life. I I would think that I had a relationship with God, but in the end of the day, it wasn't as deep as it is now or deep as I thought I would be able to go. But um, in that young mindset, I know that you you spoke about it in your podcast, right? We're so self-conscious. We're so, you know, we care what everyone thinks, especially Mm -hmm. at school. Kids can be cruel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no doubt. But I remember... At school, there would be talking about certain things that I wouldn't agree with. So, for example, Halloween was a big one. I believe that you shouldn't be celebrating Halloween. And so they would be bringing that up. And, you know, for those who are around our age, you guys remember Disney Channel's um, Monstober. And, you know, everyone would have their plans about Halloween and stuff like that. And who they were going to. This is just an example, right? Who mm-hmm. they're going to dress up as. And I would feel left out. 
obviously now I stand firm in that and you know like I have my reasonings and and I'm not ashamed of it but at that time when you're a kid especially when you don't have that personal relationship with God I was definitely very self-conscious about it I was definitely like oh like I I was embarrassed or, or you feel left out or you feel not cool so or even in general just being a believer right being yeah. a believer a lot of especially in the youth they think that's not cool right or that you're boring that's a big yeah. one that you're that you're boring or that you're missing out on life which in reality if anything like i'm getting the most out of life and it's in jesus because jesus is life jesus is eternal life but you know what i just want to point something out like it's not really per se halloween but it's the meaning behind it and like i have said before you just have to be mindful of what you allow in your spirit and what you play with like my church would do it wouldn't be halloween it would be hallelujah night yes my too oh my god girl yes every year (laughs) (laughs) but you know free candy but mm-hmm. basically like a safe place for kids to like they don't have to roam the streets they don't have to knock on strangers doors like we have bounce houses water slides candy like you can go to a place to fellowship in a safe environment and you don't have to do all these crazy things so it's just like your perspective and how you take on that and like I always tell you guys check that with God well God I'm just going to hang out with my friends and we dressing up reference check it with God because I have been in situations where I thought it was nothing wrong by doing certain things and my spirit was getting convicted the entire time that I had to get to a point I was like y'all I gotta go <laughs> yeah and definitely, like, it's not only the history, but what it even, like, and not only what it represents, but what, you know, what goes on today, today. That holiday has really great significance, very, very out of pocket once you, like, really get into it. So, but if, for those who never knew why I don't celebrate Halloween, that is why. <laughs> you got your you got your answer. But anyways, yeah, so that was uh, definitely a, a good example of how I guess I was ashamed. I was a bit embarrassed to have, you know, been in the church and love God. Yeah. And that's being transparent because a lot of times, you know, we try to play it off like it doesn't bother us. But I think when God, well, I don't think, I know when God says cast all our cares onto him, he wants us to go to him in our shame. And like, God, yes. I'm I'm shameful to say that I'm shameful of you <laughs> for being transparent. Like, I'm shameful coming to you really about this situation when I know I should be confident in you. I know I should be allowing you to navigate my life. But in this moment, I do carry some shame and some weight on my life. But so far, you know, you have told us, well, I got saved at a young age. I view God as a genie. I don't view him as a genie anymore and all these other things. So going through all of those things, navigating yourself as young believer, because that's what they call in the church, being young believers. Mm -hmm. What was that pivotal moment for you in your life that made you say, "Okay, God, I think I'm going to give you a try. You know, some people say maybe I comatose or my my car almost went through my house or almost drowned or, you know, but like you said, it's not no morbid, dark thing for you here it was just a moment in your life where you realized that you needed to build a relationship in God so when was that moment for you that said that something clicked in your head and you was like okay God I think I'm gonna give you a try honestly you know many like you said many people have that moment you know like this was the moment 
that I that I realized that it was all real. This was the moment that I gave my life to Jesus. But for me, it was kind of like an accumulation of events. And one of them was when I started getting involved in the youth ministry because the youth ministry kind of broke that like concept that I had in my mind that you had to be like older to receive the glory of God. You had to be at a certain maturity level to reach to God. It kind of like broke that concept, the ideology that I had, that it was a religion. And that is when I started to learn that it was a personal relationship, that Jesus wanted to do life with me, that Jesus wanted to hear my outcry, my most deepest secrets, and that he wants to guide me and he wants to give his love to me, how he wants to, to, to give me revelation and all that. And I and that applied to me at that moment, like that applied to me now, not 40, not when I was 30, but when I was 13, when I was in middle school, like that was for me and obviously not only for me, but for people around my age as well, that it wasn't just for the elders, that it wasn't how, you know, a lot of people think that it's just do's and don'ts or that you have to be perfect and pure to reach to God. God wants you the way you are. God wants you right there where you are at that moment. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us, for our sins, so that sin wouldn't be that barrier anymore that was between us and the Father, us and God. So that was definitely a, a crucial part in in my salvation, as well as when I felt the presence of God for the first time. Um, I remember I asked my mom one day, shout out to her. She's a huge woman of God. And I asked her, you know, like, I, you know, like I wanted to, to feel the Holy Spirit. And she took me into her room. She closed the door and she prayed for me. She prayed that the Holy Spirit would touch my heart. And I remember just crying out of, you know, not out of sadness, but out of just overwhelmness of this greatness of God, of this peace and, you know, as a beginner, right, as, as a beginner or if you were born in the church or someone that just starts to pray, right, you think, is this really real? Mm -hmm. Like, or is there, am I just talking to myself? And so that was when I realized how God is active and I don't have to be a certain age or maturity to receive the presence of God and to to feel the presence of God. And one last thing, one of the events that made me realize that I wanted to have a personal relationship with God was when I watched um, the movie War Room. Girl. <laughs> That yes. old lady had me on the flow. If y'all mm -hmm. have never seen War Room, this is not advertised, not but this sponsored. is a plug. Right, it's not <laughs> sponsored. Y'all need to watch that movie. That old lady had me on the floor. But I tell you one thing, when she started calling on Jesus, I felt that through the screen. Like my whole bones yes. and heart, I was like, yes. Jesus. <laughs> Yes. Just a little summary. That movie is about the power of prayer, right? It's mm -hmm. about these women that go into the secret room and they fight their battles with the power of prayer. And, and you see how God manifests in their marriage and their finances and their career. And I remember watching that movie at that age, just like, I want to have that communion with God and I want to see the power of prayer and the power of God over my life, just like those women did. And so it, it just makes me so emotional in my heart because I realize now that all those things, right, just like we talked about, that God is a God of details. Mm -hmm. Watching that movie, that youth ministry, and that prayer that my mom, you know, made over me, how I, I felt the presence of God in, in her room, that was all part of God's plan. 
And all of that was just part of God's plan so that I can reach to him and, you know, we can have the relationship that we have today. That's good. That's good. But, you know, something this is kind of like a mixture of all what we have been talking so far. I think representation is very important. We have people that speaking out and yearning for God. But I really do. Yeah. Like, I really do believe like creating spaces like a lot of impact growing up. Yes, it comes from the praying mothers of the church and the grandmothers, you know, and all (laughs) those things. But it's also the time that people take to spend with our youth. Like in my youth group, we was going taking road trips and doing all these things. And I think it really impacted me in a way. And the power of just reflecting the war room, those women in that movie was going through a yes. lot, a lot. But that older woman, she brought back to them the foundation, the foundation in Christ to say, when you don't know what to do, baby, you need to go on your knees and pray. Like a prayer closet is not only a trend, but a prayer closet is a weapon that we can use to Amen. fight against the enemy. When we go in our spaces and we isolate ourselves and we say, God, I need to hear a word from you. That's a weapon. I say this all the time when I pray at night. I'm like, God, I plead the blood of Jesus over me and Satan. I plead the blood of Jesus against you because the blood of Jesus has defeated you and it will defeat you again. The blood of Jesus covers me, but the blood of Jesus defeats you. So when we get into that mindset of, okay, I need to allow God in my space and go to, you know, people that you know or ask God to reveal to you, God, I want to continue to grow in you. So can you give me resources to understand you better, to acknowledge you better, to do the things that I need to do? And God will open those avenues in your life. I really do believe that. So representation is really good. Amen. Even in our stories, representation in people of, of age, of backgrounds and our stories, because God doesn't discriminate. I just wanted also to say that God doesn't discriminate. God still sees you. God still wants to do revival in your heart and he can still do it. Whether it doesn't matter how deep or far away you are from God, he can still do it. The diversity in our testimonies as well, because, you know, maybe some people might not relate to me in this, but maybe others will. And Mm -hmm. so you, you really never know what people need to hear, what people will relate to. So I definitely believe that the blood of Jesus works on everyone. All right. There is no principality or no darkness that can overcome the blood of Jesus. Girl, they need to go on a t-shirt, a mug and everything. The blood of Jesus can work on anyone or anything. Okay. So, you know, we talked about your pivotal moment, but now what have you seen changed in your life? Because a lot of times, you know, we say I'm devoting myself to God. I'm devoting myself to Jesus, but I haven't seen change yet. But I think sometimes the change isn't always to the naked eye. Sometimes it can be spiritual. So what change has happened in your life that you see from building a relationship in God? I remember during that time, my priorities and my refuge that started to change. So obviously, you know, if you do the calculations <laughs> at that age, you're in middle school. And obviously in middle school, you know, you're, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to find your identity mm-hmm. and um, you're figuring yourself out. Just like you mentioned that on on your last episode of your testimony. Right. We're all trying to fit in and and, and find our identity and stuff like that. My priorities 
did start to change because I was focusing a lot on my ministry and the calling that God has for me. Right. And so I remember at that age, I was just so passionate and I still am, but I was so passionate to break that concept that many of the youth have, that many people my age, our age have, right, of how it's, you know, Christianity is just a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's just about the rules. Right. Mm -hmm. Or that I have to be to to reach this requirement or this certain criteria of pureness to go to God. And I just I was I remember being so passionate of just breaking that lie. Right. And and helping people my age reach the personal uh, relationship with God that I had reached, that God wants to do life with you. God wants to know you. God wants to know your heart. God wants to hear from you. God wants to guide you. God wants to comfort you that he close to the brokenhearted. I started to kind of like, which I'm still in the process of that. Absolutely. I'm still in the process of that, of just like letting go. But um, that I'm, I'm in God's hands. And another thing is how you see and treat people. I started to see people differently, how everyone just needs the love of Jesus in their hearts. Everyone needs the love of Jesus. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. So I was very passionate about that. And I still am today. That's good. That's good. You know, you you kind of teeter-totter when you was like, I'm still, you know, trying and stuff. So I really want to point out your still trying moments because as believers, <laughs> as lovers of God, you know, you know, just building relationships with him, we still struggle, point blank period. So what are some things that you struggle with being a child of God, Miss Daniela? Well, something that I did that I forgot to mention that I saw change in me was also in my refuge, okay. uh, where I take refuge because, you know, many of us in that age, we're, we're figuring a lot, a lot of new things about ourselves of what fulfills our souls. Where do we go to escape? And I remember, you know, at that time, a lot of people are looking their escape in whatever it is. Right. But I remember that shift in me was my refuge was in Jesus. How like if I had a problem, I would just give it to Jesus, how I would just cry out to him because he sees all of that. And he wants to and he wants you to put that in his hands so that he can take care of you. But um, when it comes with my struggles to this day, definitely trusting in him. And um, God has definitely made me go through many trials and tribulations and tests, right, that have taught me how to trust in him or, or frustration. That's a big one for me. And a lot of it is also in obedience, like obedient, trusting God with my obedience. So I'm being obedient and I'm not seeing the fruit. I'll be like, oh, God, like, should I really continue doing this? So all of that just falls under the struggle of really trusting in him and dying to my flesh. Because sometimes I will, you know, the thing with me is that if I like drop the ball or I'll fall into temptation, I get like distant. I like hide, kind of just I avoid. And a lot of that is because of shame. Feel like God is going to turn, you know, like his back on me or but that's that conditional mindset we have that we're so used to that it's conditional love when it isn't. God has unconditional love. So those are definitely struggles that I still have. 
I do want to say thank you for being transparent with us on here and really like putting it to the forefront. But as you are struggling and as you are going through those particular things in life, what is something that you do to help you overcome those struggles? And what's something that you would say to someone that is struggling in their faith and struggle with different parts of their life? Go into the secret place with God. And for those who don't know what the secret place is, the secret place is your intimate time with God. So whether that's in your room, in the bathroom, in the closet, in the backyard, in your car, wherever it is, and you have that one-on-one time with God, where you seek his presence, where you go into his word, when you pray. And I also, I guess I can advise transparency and honesty because God already knows your heart, but he wants to hear it from Mm -hmm. you. Because when you say it, that is an act of faith. God already knows. That's what I love about God is that nothing is by surprise. (laughs) Like nothing surprises him. So I encourage you to go into that secret place, to make that secret place, because we need that one on one time with God. You cannot just rely on Sundays. So my biggest advice in that is the, the secret place. Go into your secret place. Have your intimate time with God. That's good. That's really, really, really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's all from experience. Uh, Secret place, transparency with God. Sometimes, you know, again, with that shame, we can sometimes, you know, avoid God, but God already knows. All you have to do is just just say it to him. Um, I would say definitely surround yourself with people that are on the same page as you and that can help you in your walk with God because you're not the only one. I am definitely not the only one that has gone through those things. And so I feel like it's important to have that community and people that can advise you and even relate to you. Like, yeah, there was definitely a time where I didn't want to be obedient to God or there was definitely a time where I felt dry. And so I think that's crucial. And I wanted to share this verse that I had about the secret place, uh, Matthew 6, 6. And it says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so God knows those moments and he's been there when you were crying in your bed. So, yes. So secret place, transparency, um, definitely, you know, have people in your life that can help you with your walk with God and get into your word Ooh, and prayer journals. Mm. Yes, because for me, I I talk a lot and a lot of things, I'm an overthinker as well. So when I, let's say I'm praying to God in my mind or even out loud, I'll just get off track. If you write down your prayers, that will help you be more like focused, like of what you're saying and what you're praying for. And what I love about prayer journals is that, you know, I put the date. And so sometimes when I feel like um, like I need some faith, I need some, you know, some of that reminders, I go back to those prayers. And so that's what I love about prayer journals as well. Okay, so I'm going to pop in right here because you're really honestly going into my last and final question for today. Why do you choose God in the now, in this moment, in this time, in this second? He is our father, right? He is he is your father and we come from him. So I kind of see it as like baby chicks following their mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We come from him, whether you believe it or not. We come from the kingdom. That is our home. This is just temporary. I just love this verse. I love this verse. And it's it's in Isaiah 43. It's I have called you by name. You are mine. Mm. And so he has called you by name even before. 
before you were placed in, in your mother's womb. He already knew you. And so what I'm trying to say is, is that we've been destined to be with God even before we acknowledge him. He has called us by name. You are his. And so I belong to God. He has called me by name and he has known me since my mother's womb. And so beside from that, you know, if we're talking about, you know, now and what he's done in my life, he is my counsel, my refuge, my joy, my hope, my healer, and he is unconditional and eternal. And I wanted to share this verse that is John 4, 13 to 14. And it says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so God is just that firm foundation that I have that, you know, that I can't find in anything else here in this world. And the beauty of this verse that I see as well is that whatever is dead in your life, whether it's your joy, your peace, your spirit, the blood of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, the presence of Jesus will bring it back to life. And so that is why I choose to follow Jesus because he is eternal. He is life. He is that firm foundation. For those who, who know me, I, I moved from South Florida and to Central Florida here. And I, I was not taking it very well <laughs> before yeah there was a time where I accepted it and I was and I was excited to move before that there was a lot of darkness there was a lot of anger I was angry with God I was angry with people I was bitter I was I was depressed but I believe that all of that dark season was there for a reason because it's what taught me how to trust in God how to trust him blindly because I didn't know what God had for me here that was definitely not in my plans. And so I feel like following God, oh, and definitely update, he has definitely surpassed my expectations. He showed me his faithfulness here. And now I can say that I am happy where I am today. And that is something that I wouldn't have believed last year. No, 2021. You would have told old Daniela that she would have been like, why are you lying? <laughs> she was <laughs> angry. But um. This just shows that I, it's just an ease because anything, you know, like whether it's the good or the bad, it's there for a reason. And God just has so much intention with everything in our lives. And that is just part of the process. So when I follow Jesus, when I put my life in Jesus's hands, he will use the bad for the good, even for, you know, in my favor. And, and so um, that is those are the reasons why I follow Jesus. That's good. That's really good. Before we close out today's episode, we've been quoting a lot of scripture, but mm -hmm. for those who know me and now you know Daniela, we quote scripture because like I said, it's the foundation is to acknowledge what God has spoken will come to pass. So he spoke it then and is relevant now. And, you know, I just want to pull it's Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 in IV says this. So do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold your righteousness 
watch's hand. So all of that, all that was discussed today, all that was revealed today. And Daniela, again, thank you so much for being vulnerable with us. And just even though don't think because you don't have a dark story does not mean that your testimony does not deserve to be heard. Because like you said, just because it may not relate to one person, it can strike something in somebody else. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. That's that's all I got to say, because I feel like Daniela hit everything on the margin. Everything <laughs> to be said. Honestly, girl, you was like, God is an active guy. She didn't say God was reactive. No, God is an active God. He stays consistent in our life. Like whatever you may be facing, whatever you may be going through, it's not too big or too small that you cannot take it to God. So I just want to say thank you again so much for sharing your story, being open with us on here. And no story is too big or too small. You may say within yourself, well, I'm not like Daniela. My story too dark. No story is too big or too small, or it may not even be dark. It may be minimal. No story is too big or too small. You can take it to God. God just wants you to come to him, point blank, period. But let's wrap up today's episode. I really enjoyed you, Miss Daniela, so, 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 so much. So... Before we close out today, do you have any add-ons? Is there anything that is left in your spirit to say? And also on top of that, what are some updates you can give the listeners? How can they find you and what's next on your agenda? Well, thank you for having me again, Lydia. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be able to share my story. And I hope that it can impact anyone, you know, out there listening. And um, I just want to just say that Jesus loves you, that Jesus wants to have an encounter with you. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. And just to he wants to listen to you. He wants to listen to your worries, your questions. He definitely wants to be with you. And you don't have to do life alone. You don't have to do life alone alone it can get pretty lonely out there but god sees you god has plans for you and god hears you and god wants to be in your heart you can find me on instagram danielita underscore pond i'm pretty sure you'll put it in the description lydia of course but and any update well my i was looking forward to being on this podcast and (laughs) now you know i guess i'm going to continue to to share the gospel and I just can't wait to see what God has for me. I feel like he is molding me into another level. I'm going into another level with him and cuz again, we never stop growing. We ne- we will never know it all. Like the life that we have here is just all a process. You know, the word says that we will go through trials and tribulations. Being a Christian doesn't mean that your life is perfect, that you'll stop having problems because as long as we're here on earth, we're going to go through difficulty. But the word says that we will face trials and tribulations here in the world, but Jesus has overcome the world. So there is always room for improvement. And yeah, even though we still have as Christians, you know, our our lives isn't roses and rainbows. However, we have a firm foundation and a God that is alive, that is faithful and his will will be done. Amen. Amen. That's what what I say. And that's That's on on period. period. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again, ma'am, for joining me. 
and I'm pretty sure the listeners really enjoyed the insight. It really blessed me, and I pray it blessed you guys as well. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was definitely a pleasure, and it definitely blessed me as well. You ministered to me with that Isaiah 41.10. No problem. It ain't nobody but God. Nobody but God. Well, our time at The Reach Tangout has come to an end. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section. Share slash tag a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Your girl is on the podcast. And make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops. Next week will be part three and we'll have another guest on the podcast so they can give their testimony. So make sure your post notifications are on so you don't miss out on all the good stuff, okay? Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles, by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you found me. And all of my socials will be linked in the description box as well as Miss Daniela's information. So if y'all want to keep up with her, you can. If no one has told you this today, I love you, God loves you, and Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game on here is to grow to be the best versions of ourselves, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, with who? with God, y'all. I love you, SBCs, and I will see you next week for part three. All right, until we meet again. Bye.